Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Imperfectly Perfect Live. I am Trini Sharp. I'm your host for tonight, as always. It's a pleasure to be back before you guys yet another week. I'm so grateful to have this opportunity to be before you guys and to share with you um, exactly what God has been dealing with me about um, to be um, helpful to you because a lot of times when God gives me a particular topic or message, um, God has been dealing with me concerning that uh, topic. So um, it's been helpful to me and it's very, it's very current for myself. So it's not something that, um, that I can say that it was years ago that I, you know, overcame it is something that I'm still dealing with now. And God is like, okay, even while you're dealing with it, that you be encouraging to other people and that you uh, let them know that, hey, like I'm, I'm in this thing too. So um, I'm excited about sharing God's word tonight. Um, we are going to go uh, over quickly what we did last week. Um, and then we're going to get into tonight's topic. But first things first, let's say a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, God, I just thank you, God, for your presence. God, I thank you, Father God, for who you are and who you continue to be, Father God, in our lives. God, thank you so much, God, for allowing us, God, to make it to 2021. God, thank you, Holy Spirit, for allowing us to see the right and right of day, the Father God. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for seeing fit, the Father God, for us, the God, to just cross over. God, we're grateful. God, and even in the midst of Father God of us, God, having some ways about ourselves, God, you love us so much, God, you see fit, then make sure that we are equipped. God, for the journey, equip the Father God for the purpose that you have given us to complete. So Holy Spirit, I ask that you have your way tonight, God. Move through me, God, as your humble vessel, God. That God, whatever God word that come out of every word that come out of my, um, comes out of my mouth, that Father God, may it come out of your mouth in the name of Jesus. That Father God, I thank you, Father God, that everybody that will be watching and watching in the future will be blessed, that God, somebody will be saved, set free, and delivered in the mighty name of Jesus. Let your perfect will be done. Not my will, but let your perfect will be done. In Jesus' awesome name I pray, amen. All right, guys, thank you so much again for tuning in. Welcome back to Unperfectly Perfect Live. Um, this is the first podcast of 2021. Thank you, Holy Spirit. This is going on year four. Um, and I'm just excited about a new year, a fresh start, and just new things that God desires to do throughout this platform. And um, just continue to be a blessing to you guys as long as God sees fit for me to do so. So uh, last week, we it was our last podcast for 2020. And we had a special guest. Um, who, her name is Jasmine Shields. And she was December's um, December 2020's highlight. And a highlight is a man and woman of God who is persevering past their imperfections and they're doing great things to help advance the kingdom of God and their giftings and being helpful in their communities and whatever capacity that God has created them for. So when we um, honored, I am a perfectly perfect honored Jasmine for December, 2020. And it was such a great interview and just her sharing different things about her business and some ventures that she has going on and just sharing her testimony. So if you didn't get a chance to watch last week's podcast, you can definitely, go on I am a perfectly perfect incorporated Facebook page and you'll be able to see um, last week's podcast and also you can go on um, at any 
anywhere that you can hear podcasts, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and you'll be able to listen to it if that is your um, your preference, if you want to listen instead of watch. So tonight, 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 our topic is self-sabotage, self-sabotage. And my God, is this not me? Like, this is so me. I, listen, I'm not saying that it's continuing to be me, but I'm saying I have done this in so many uh, areas in my life. I've, uh, and God was dealing with me literally the other day about doing this. So, and God is like, listen, he, he, he is definitely our father. When you have a relationship with Christ and relationship with God as your heavenly father, I mean, he truly is your father, just like our earthly parents. Correct this anytime we are doing things that are out of character, out of order, and the way that they train us up, um, they they simply uh, either correct you or punish you if you're not in order. And God does exactly that. So if we are doing anything that is not like him, repeating old behavior that is hindering our um, our progress and fulfilling our God-given purpose. God is going to stop us in our tracks. And it's up to us to take heed to it and listen and apply it to our lives so that we don't repeat these bad habits. Like we know all those things, 2020, that old decade, the past year, like none of that. God is not here for it right and neither should we should we be here for it as well so uh my gosh i was like okay lord so what do you want me to say concerning self-sabotage first and foremost let's talk about what this definition is and uh i got this definition from uh healthline.com and they said self-sabotage means uh refers to behaviors or thought patterns that hold you back and prevent you from doing what you want to do. Self-sabotage, again, refers to behaviors or thought patterns that hold you back and prevent you from doing what you want to do. But in this context, we're going to be talking about um, how it's holding us back from doing what God wants us to do. Because, (laughs) listen, a lot of times in... And even reading this definition, I'm like, man, even going beyond, okay, whether or not it's God, what God wants me to do, a lot of times, like, we don't even want to do it. And that's that's the main reason why we're self-sabotaging ourselves, because we don't have no desire to do these things. We have a desire if God tells you to do it and God desires for you to do it and you want to do it to be pleasing to him, to be obedient to uh, his directions. But do we really do? Listen, half of the time, I don't want to be up here. I I mean, I enjoy it once I press live and I'm like, oh, welcome back to Perfectly Perfect Live. But all day, it's a struggle. Why? Because it is a supernatural war between my flesh and my spirit. My flesh wants to sit up here and watch TV and eat. My flesh don't want to fast. My flesh don't want to do what's necessary to prepare, you know, the time that it takes to prepare for a podcast, creating flyers and making sure the lighting is right and all of that. I don't, my flesh don't want to do none of that. 
God, I do it because I'm committed. I do it because I'm obedient to God. I do it because I want to be helpful to other people. So it goes beyond whether or not you want to do it or not. It goes, it goes to the point of God, is this what you want me to do? I'm going to do it. So self-sabotage refers to behaviors or thought patterns that hold you back and prevent you from doing what you want to do. In other words, what God wants you to do. So we're going to get into some signs, some signs of self-sabotage. Hi, Mama T. Hi, Melissa. We're going to get into some signs of self-sabotage because sometimes we don't realize that we are self-sabotaging ourselves. Until, you know, it's the it's brought to our attention. So let's get into it. Number one, lack of commitment, lack of commitment. If you are self-sabotaging yourself, excuse me, you have a lack of commitment. And that can go for anything that can be relationships, that can be a job, that can be. I mean, committing to, uh, um, if you were committed to running a race because you wanted to complete that goal of doing something that you may have never done before, and then you see it halfway through and, and then it's like, man, I don't think I can do that. Lack of commitment. And you wonder, you're wondering why relationships don't work out because you're just like, oh, okay. You start looking down and I'm getting ahead of myself. You start looking at yourself and maybe this and I don't deserve this and I don't deserve that. And why do they like me? And, you know, all of these things. And it's just like, but what if that if that's the person that God truly has for you? That is not saying that they want to exactly like those negative things or like those weaknesses about yourself, but they're going to help you through it. And you're going to help them through their weaknesses. So it doesn't, uh, it doesn't matter, you know, the fact that you are weak because we all have shortcomings. We all fall short of God's glory. But we can't sit up here and not commit to something because we're afraid of what's going to happen next, because we're afraid of being successful, because we're afraid of the unknown. We're afraid. That's why we don't commit because we're just like, okay, well, if I commit to this job, and, and I actually take the time out to do the necessary work. Maybe I'll get a promotion. Maybe I'll end up being, you know, the CEO of this company. Maybe, you know, but we don't want to put in the work. We don't want to have the discipline to do, to, to see the job get done. We don't want to have responsibility. Because when you have responsibility, that means you are accountable for your actions. When you have responsibility, thank you, Holy Spirit, you are accountable for your actions. And sometimes you just don't want to be on. Sometimes you just don't want to be on people's radar. Trust me, I know. Sometimes you're just like, man, like if I ain't had no responsibilities, if I ain't had no job, if I ain't had no organization, if I you know, was in a relationship, if I didn't go to a certain church, then... I can just do whatever I want. And God is like, it doesn't work that way. Because first and foremost, when you have a relationship with God, you are held accountable to him. Everything we do, we are held accountable for. Everything we do, we're going to be judged for. So it doesn't matter like if you try to run away from it or not. 
it is listen at one point in time whether you face it now here on earth or you face it when we see our lord and savior in heaven I don't know about you, but I'd rather get it right here now. <laughs> like, I don't want to. I don't want to face the wrath. And not saying that we're going to get everything perfect because we are not perfect people. But at least strive, strive to be committed. Strive to make sure that you see things through. So again, we're talking about signs of self sabotage. Number one, we said was lack of commitment. Number two. Talking negative about yourself. Hey, Ash, on Instagram. Talking negative about yourself. Constantly putting yourself down. Constantly saying, oh, I'm ugly or, you know, I'm overweight or I'm underweight. And, you know, nobody likes me. Nobody cares about me. You know, this constant is a constant negative that when people compliment you, you're like, oh, no, not me. And you you point out, oh, I just got this from this. And I just... It's a constant negative attitude that you have, and I'm including myself, that we have that self-sabotages us from progressing. And we can have that this year. We wasted too much time. And I don't know about you, but in case you didn't realize, time is running out. Time. God is removing time out of the equation. Why? Because Jesus is coming back soon. Whether we like it or not, whether we believe it or not, Jesus is coming back soon. So it's time for us to stop playing games. Time for us to stop acting like we can have all this time. And God is like, listen, time is of the essence. It's time for us to get the work done. We got to get the work done. So we always talking negative about yourself, always, you know, not wanting to hear compliments or anything because you you don't believe it's yourself. So why would you allow other people to say something nice about you? Why would you believe that? Next point. We're talking about signs of self-sabotage. Number three, downplaying your accomplishments and abilities. This one right here point to myself like <laughs> I don't care I don't know what it is like I've never been a person that really liked attention like I've never been the one like that wanted to be in in front and for them to say now and this is a kicker because I'm a competitor so I like to win but after I win I don't really want to be like oh like I don't want people to really egg me on after that I know it sounds crazy, but like, I don't, I'm like, all right, I'm good. I'm good knowing that I won, but I don't want you to be like, oh yeah, that was that girl over there. She won that race and da, da, da. No, like, I don't, okay. I don't need all of that attention. I don't, I know that I won. I don't need you to tell everybody else in the neighborhood and put it on the um, big screen and all of that. I, yeah, I didn't, I'm like, I don't, I don't want all that. But that's self-sabotaging. Downplaying your accomplishments. Yes, as she said, facts. Please don't guess. Listen, don't guess me up. Like, I don't, I don't be wanting that. But God is dealing with me and God is dealing with you. So we are in this together. And it's just like, if you have graduated, if you have 
um, grad save you in college, and they have different ones. You have Zoom clock, um, Zoom. Who help me, Holy Spirit? Zoom, 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 cum laude. There we go. Um, magna cum laude, and then you have cum laude. So you have your levels of accomplishments. And if you have reached that, that means you have to have a certain GPA in order to reach that accomplishment. That deserves a celebration. That deserves a celebration. The fact that you were committed, the fact that you, you know, spent late nights studying, you know, you spent the necessary time to write papers, essays, whatever, complete projects, whatever was necessary to reach that point. And now you don't want to actually receive the accolades for it. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. So we have to stop downplaying our accomplishments, stop downplaying our abilities. If you're talented, if you're gifted in a certain area and somebody come to you, because the thing is, uh, you never know when you come across somebody's path that maybe you are the answer to their problem. Just maybe you are the answer to their problem. So, and if the fact that God ordained for you to cross paths, and then they asking you, hey, like, what's, you know, asking you about your background, such and such, and y'all just having conversation. And then, you know, you, they ask you, and then you say, oh, well, I just, watch these keywords. Oh, I just got a little business. What is, what is with that? Why, why are we? Oh, I just got a little business where I just, you know, you know it's, it's nothing big. It's nothing major. And even if it's small, even if it's a small business right now, don't downplay yourself because, listen, that's, that's your beginning. Does not mean that that's where you want to end up at. That's just where you start. And it does not mean that you're always going to be in a small space. That could be where you start and all, but if you have the mindset that I'm always going to be a small business, then you will never reach the level of uh, being a large corporation or being a um, for, um, 14, uh, I'm not even saying it right, so let me not even go there, of being a large corporation and, and making and um, being billionaires and being millionaires or whatever God desires for you. So we have to get out of the mentality because we get stuck in our head if we continue to be overthinkers, if we always want everything to be, you know, in a certain way, but it may not be the right timing, then we're going to hinder ourselves from growing to the level that God desires for the, us to be. So we got to stop downplaying our accomplishments and stop downplaying our abilities. Next point, number four. <clears throat> Number four, always having excuses for not getting things done. How many people have done that? I mean, it could be something as, oh, I was tired. Oh, oh, well, you know, I just, I deserve to just take a nap or I deserve to just, you know, be lazy today. And sometimes, and I'm not saying that you don't ever have, uh, deserve a moment to just breathe, you know, after working hard. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, is that you always, you always not, not having the time to get things done. You're always, you know, putting things off. Excuse after excuse, your dog died, this, that. Come on. It's always an excuse. Why we can't do what God told us to do. We got to stop with these excuses. Not this year. 
Not this year, not ever, no more, no more excuses, no more coming up with all of these, you know, whack, uh, and whack excuses of why we can't do what God said. Because once God tells us to do it, and especially if God has given you a certain time frame to get it done, he's going to see if you're going to be committed and see if you actually follow the timeline that he has set before you. Because a lot of times we think that, oh, just just the fact that we um, take our time and then we get it done when we want to get it done. Because my pastor always um, said before, Pastor Tracy, she said that delayed obedience is still disobedience. So God told you to get that thing done in June and now it's the following year in June and now you just now getting it done. You're still being disobedient because God told you to bend to, uh, to bend get it done. So we got to stop making excuses. Number five. Number five. Um, yes, procrastinating. Number five is procrastinating. And that was like leading that last point was leading up to it because we make excuses and then we find ourselves constantly delaying things. And, oh, my gosh. And I don't know about you, but I was a professional procrastinator at some point. I was a professional procrastinator, especially in high school. I would procrastinate writing my papers and then got to a point where I was still getting A's on my papers. So I was like, oh, okay, bet. So I don't. I don't got to spend a month writing this paper and I can still ace this thing. You see how the enemy deceive you and thinking that, oh, that even if you wait to the last minute that you can uh, still achieve. But it's like, who wants to deal with the stress? Who wants to deal with the headache of trying to cram all of this stuff? Because that is not going to always work. It's not going to always work. Because, yeah, I learned that quickly because when I got into college and the paper, the, the page count got larger, that day before definitely wasn't getting it. <laughs> so it was like what had worked before is sure enough not going to work when you try to move on, move on up. So you might as well deal with it now before it gets even worse. Next point, number six, we settle for mediocre. We settle for mediocre. I mean, just relationships. Like if they just, you know, not even God's best for you. And it could very well be a nice man, be a very well, be a nice woman. They could be saved. And you're like, how are they mediocre? Because they're not who God wants for you. Not saying that it's nothing wrong with them, but they're not who God wants for you. So that means they are what? Mediocre. They could be God's best for somebody else, but not for you. A lot of times we don't want to take the risk because, oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. The person that God has for us, it requires to take a risk. It requires for you to change. It requires for you to submit. It requires for you to look beyond yourself. It requires you to love even when you upset, even when they get on your nerves. It requires more. And this is uh, relative to uh, relationships and friendships, any type of relational aspect. It requires for you to go beyond yourself. 
but we want to settle for me mediocre you want to settle for a job and you know it's not even uh challenging you and you know that god has called you to be an entrepreneur but yet you want to stay on this nine to five job because it comes with benefits and you know exactly how much you're going to get paid and you don't have to uh worry about you know being accountable to anybody they they make a schedule for you and you know listen been there done that but i don't care how long you stay on that job, you're never going to be satisfied. Why? Because you were never meant to stay there for that long. Yeah, may God may allow you to be there for a certain season, but when that season is up and God is telling you to move, you better act accordingly because either you're going to move voluntarily or involuntarily. Right? <laughs> I'm telling you, I do want to move voluntarily by saying, all right, Lord, show me the way. What's, what's the things I need to do? Or God is going to allow you to lose your job and you will have no choice but to move on. One thing, one, one thing is going to happen. Pick and choose which one you want. So we can't sit around selling for mediocre. We can't do it. Thank you, Sister Tori. We can't do it. We can't sit around settling for uh, mediocre. Not this year. Not this year. Like, we can't do it. Next point, number seven. We are not focused. We're not focused. I mean, we're distracted by everything. We hear a bird chirp. Oh, the birds. <laughs> Holy Spirit, you funny. We hear a bird chirping like, oh, singing in the trees. And now it's, it's taking you away from finishing that book or taking you away from cleaning your house or whatever it is you were supposed to do. Something so simple, catching your attention. I mean, I'm guilty of it. <laughs> like, especially when you don't want to do it. Especially when you like low key, like don't even want to clean the house. You low key just want to be like super lazy. And then you got TV shows and Netflix coming out with series, and then you got Hulu and you got all these different streaming services. And you like, yo, I just want to binge watch these joints. And then you spend three to four hours and then it was nighttime and then it was time to go to bed and you ain't get nothing done. Not focus. You ain't get nothing done. Like, listen, we're all guilty of it. So no judgment zone here, but we're all guilty of it. Yes, Laura. Yes. <laughs> all guilty of it. Next point. Unorganized unorganized when we are not organized it can definitely get in the way of us getting things done it can definitely get in the way because i know for me and i'm still i'm still a work in progress and i'm sure you are too that's why god is allowing this message to go forth is that I can have thoughts in my mind and if I don't write it down right then and there, who knows when it's gonna come back? 
And two, another thing, if I leave it in my mind, now I'm I'm constantly like stressing about it and it's constantly con- contemplating in my mind and I'm not and I'm not seeing it on paper. So I'm just like, oh, blah, blah, blah. but it's like once I write it down, once I write the vision, getting ahead of myself, we get there later. But once I write it down and I see it, it's like, oh, okay, I need to get this done by June. Oh, okay, I need to make this payment by this time. Oh, okay, I need to talk to this person to make this connection at this moment in time. Now you see it, but if you leave it here, it's just going to be a thought. But every action starts with a thought. And in order for the action to take place, you have to take the thought from here, write it down, and then you would take the necessary precautions to see those thoughts be manifested. See those visions be manifested. So we got to get more organized. That means we got to clean our house. We got to get rid of those clothes that we know we can't fit no more. We got to get rid of these knickknacks and stuff that we've been holding on that we don't. They stuffed in the closet somewhere and it's like, why are we holding on to it? We don't even see them on a daily basis. We got to let go of these, of these things. is just no point. Or why are we holding on to the stuff that's, that's really meaningless and it's not adding to our lives? We got to let it go. Yes, I'm loving all of these ideas you have here. And y'all are like right up my alley because we're going to get there in a second. My mom is saying we have to set goals for ourselves. Write a to-do list, right? Melissa said, pen and paper is your friend when it comes to writing things down. Yes, listen. And I know for me, like I'm old school when it comes to pen and paper, but then there's um, moments where I might not have a pen and paper. So I have... I have so many like uh, notes in my phone, but it's like, even if I don't have pen and paper, I begin, I pause because we all have our phones most of the time on us. So then I'll just like begin to type it in, in my phone. And then um, when I get home, then I write it down in the uh, in my uh, journal. So it's just like doing the necessary precautions to make sure that they don't stay in here because then we get um stressed out and then overthinking and the enemy plays with our thoughts and so it it is ever it's a never ending cycle when it comes to that so the tour we said have it i have a planner this is uh writing wait i have a planner um to write everything down amen amen um yes laura we have to start making a list i'm getting a daily planner uh daily planner is a must so let's, we got two more points and then we want to get into um, some remedies for self-sabotage. So we talked about uh, number eight, I'm sorry, one more. Number eight is unorganized. Number nine, number nine, this is the kicker. When we are signs of self-sabotage and that you are very defensive and quick-tempered. Very defensive and quick-tempered that when somebody is questioning you, especially when you have good friends and good godly counsel and people that truly want to see you succeed in life, and then they asking, they know what goals that you uh, have and the things that you need to get done, and they're asking, oh, well, um, well, how's that? How's the book going? Or how's the business plan going? Or, you know, how's school going? Or whatever. And you're like, I don't know. And you're just like, I'm getting there. Da-da. You just, 
quick to just react and they just were like, they just sincerely care and they just asked you a question. Like, it's not like they trying to, you know, you do have some people that's just being nosy. I mean, let's put that out there. We do have the people that don't even care and they just want to be in your business. But when you truly know the people that's really for you and the people that really want to see you accomplish things in your life and they asking you because they care, they want to make sure that those things are accomplished. So listen, God had to deal with me this week on that because I was just like, wait a minute, I'm I'm catching a, a quick attitude on things. I'm like, either I need to nap, I need to eat, or I just need to check myself. It's either one of those three things. And it's just like, after you have, I know, I don't know about you, but it's just like, if I am getting really testy or snippy or sassy, whatever you want to call it, it's just like, all right, I need to check through my checklist. Did I eat? Okay, if I didn't eat, let me eat. I'm still snippy. Did I, did I get some sleep? And if after I got some sleep and I'm still sleepy, okay, no, I definitely need to figure this thing out because I can't just be out here just, you know, taking things out on everybody. That's no, that's not the way we handle things. It's not Christ-like character. It is not nice, period. So we have to check ourselves and not be so defensive and quick tempered because those same people that we are being defensive to, the same people that we are lashing out at. Are the same people that are encouraging us? Are the same people that have our back? Are the same people that are supporting our um our ventures, our business ventures, or making sure you know they may have something to add to um add to um the plan to make sure that it is um that is accomplished and comes to fruition. So we have to be careful of how we speak. We have to be careful on how we react. We have to be careful. Yes, sis. I just asked the question. <laughs> As an insider, I just asked the question. Listen, it bees like that, okay? My God. So now that we know, and let's just go over a quick review, right quick, before we get into the next part. So we talking about signs of self-sabotage. We said number one is lack of commitment. We said number two is talk, we talk negative about ourselves. Number three, downplaying your accomplishments slash abilities. Number four, always have excuses for not getting things done. Number five, you're a procrastinator. Number six, settling for being mediocre, for mediocre. Number seven, not focused. Number eight, unorganized. And number nine, you're defensive and quick-tempered. So, Let's get into now some self-sabotage remedies. Self-sabotage remedies. Number one, surrender yourself to God. I know I mentioned this quite a few times, but listen, maybe God has me always uh, saying it because we haven't done it yet. I mean, that's the, the only way... If we haven't done it yet, then God is going to keep repeating himself until it's done. He's going to keep repeating. He's going to keep repeating the lessons until we learn. So we have to surrender ourselves to God. Let's go to Luke chapter 9. <clears throat> Luke chapter 9, verse 23 through 24 in the Amplified Version. One second while I get it. Glory be to God. 
We have to learn how to surrender. All right, this iPad is being slow today. Luke 9, verse 23 to 24, and it says, And he was saying to them all, If anyone wishes to follow me, this is Jesus talking, as my disciple, he must deny himself, set aside selfish interests, and take up his cross daily, expressing a willingness to endure whatever may come, and follow me, believing in me, conforming to my example, and living in, if need be, suffering or perhaps dying because of faith in me. For whatever, excuse me, verse 24, for whoever wishes to save his life in this world will eventually lose it through death. But whoever loses his life in this world for my sake, he is the one who will save it from the consequences of sin and separation from God. My God. So God is saying he requires for us to deny ourselves. That's what surrendering, saying that we're giving our complete and utter control to God, that we're denying our flesh, we're denying our own interests, denying anything that we say, you know, anything that you want to do, say if you wanted to go to a certain school and God says, no, that's not the direction I want you to go to. Say you wanted to buy a house at this certain time, a God saying, no, I don't want you to start in a house right now. I want you to start in an apartment so that you can build a little more and you can work some things out. And so then I let you know when the when it's the right timing so we have to when we surrender to god that means that we are um we are quick to be obedient when we are surrendering surrender to god we're quick to be obedient so that means that if we're quick to be obedient, that means that there's no room for self-sabotaging ourselves. There's no room for excuses. There's no room for us being negative because it's like, okay, God, if you believe in me, if you said I can do it, the word of God says in Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. So God, if you said that I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me, then Lord, it doesn't matter if I don't have the degree. God, if it doesn't matter if I don't look the part, if it doesn't matter if I don't mount up to people's expectations, God, you said that I can do all things through, through Christ that strengthens me. So God, I'm going to do it. Why? Because I'm surrendered and you're leading me to go the direction. So God, I follow you every step of the way. Surrender yourself to God. Give him complete and other control. Thank you, Holy Spirit. So I'm looking at my notes to make sure I'm not missing anything. So number number two, number two is commit to at least one thing and see it through. Commit to at least one thing and see it through. And I know some people was like, okay, just one thing. And I was like, okay, God, how how do I explain this? Because no matter what, whatever God tells us to do, we're supposed to do it. But the thing is, we have to be realistic is that anytime you have a habit of anything, you have to be realistic in how that habit is going to break. Because if you were not a person that was committed to reading the word of God, you can't expect that person to go from not reading the word of God to reading five chapters a day. And, and it, it, it might work for somebody, but for most people, it's not going to work because that listen 
you gotta ease yourself in there. And it's just like getting over an addiction. If you were addicted to alcohol, addicted to drugs, and some people, you know, God blesses them instantaneously, takes the taste out of, of their mouth for whatever addiction that they had. But then there are other times where you're just like, you have to be, I know for me, when I stopped drinking alcohol, I started weaning myself off of that thing. Weaning myself off, started drink, stopped drinking uh, actual alcohol, started um, or drinking liquor for that matter, and then drinking wine. And then I started weaning myself off until right before I uh, committed myself to do a um, a thirty day, Lord have mercy, a thirty day uh, fast and prayer consecration. And then after that, I was completely. And I am what this is what year three going on year four of not having any alcohol thank you lord that um god has kept me throughout this time and i'm grateful for that but it's just like god is just saying it's just like be realistic we'll get there in a second but it's like be realistic about it so it's like okay lord i know that i had a struggle with not committing but god if i if i say lord i already surrendered myself to you so god if i just commit myself to just one thing Commit myself to one thing and seeing it through. And then once you see that thing through, then you begin to encourage yourself and see that, man, I got that done. Now I can do more. Now I can do more. So let's go to First Kings. Let's go to First Kings chapter 8, verse 61. And I'm going to read from the NIV version this time. And it says, and may your hearts be fully committed to the Lord our God to live by his decrees and obey his commands as at this time. So God is requiring for us to be committed to obeying him, to be committed to read his word. So a couple of things that I mentioned here about being committed to have a consistent prayer life. So not saying that, Okay, if you had a lack of uh, a prayer life and then maybe, you know, um, starting off with like 10 minutes and then building it up. Because, listen, when you have when you talk to God, it's, it's going to be times that 10 minutes is not going to be enough. And then next, thing you know, 10 minutes is turns to 20 to 30 to an hour and you just don't get enough. And then then you pray in morning and night and then sometimes during a noonday, like you just never have enough. It's like having a relationship, like the more you spend time with the person, the more you just want to be around them. And it's the same thing with God. The more you talk to them, the more you want to be around them. So it's just like be realistic about where you are. Don't try to go because sometimes, Lord, help us. When we first become saved, we try to go in fast. But then the thing is, this is like a sugar rush. This is like, all right, you you eat all the sugar and you're like, ah, and you hike, da, 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 da. And then once that sugar burn out, then you crash. So you got to like growth is consistent. You got to. It's, it's levels to growth. You can't just be like, expect yourself to just go all the way high and expect, you know, not fall because you're not ready for that level yet. So God take us, takes us through steps. So we have to make sure that we are realistic about where we are and to at least commit to, and I'm not saying, that's why I said God's with not me, but God to say, commit to, commit to at least one thing and to see it through. 
and be obedient to God because it says, may we uh, and may your hearts be fully committed to the Lord our God to live by his decrees and obey his commands at this time. Because we already surrendered ourselves to God. So now we're already telling him, God, I'm surrendered. I'm committed. So now I'm going to see these things through. Commit to have reading the word of God every day. Commit to reading the word of God every day. And I'm so excited because my church. Oh, thank you, sissy. Um, my church last year in January, uh, our pastors, Pastor Charles and Pastor Tracy, they gave us a uh, daily uh, devotional to be able to read the word of God um, in one year. And I don't know about you, but I needed that so bad because I always wanted to read the whole Bible, but I never knew where to start. And I was always like, okay, well, let me try to get this devotional. And then sometimes like, you know, it's hard because it's like, all right, you know, that's cool. But it, it really wasn't working for me. It may work for somebody else. But I'm almost at the end. And I pray that my fellow, you know, River Church people that we are almost at the end, like in the next couple of weeks, we'll actually have read the whole Bible. Like, how exciting is that to have such a big accomplishment? It's not a lot of people that can say that they read the whole Bible. And I don't know about you, but even after I you know, read the, all of it, I'm probably going to start again and do the same thing again. Because even if you read something once, you know, reading it again, it can be something else that maybe you have missed. It's like watching a movie and you may have seen it one time, but then when you watch it again, it's like, man, I didn't remember that character or I didn't remember that part. So it's always good to go back and meditate on God's word again, even if you already read it. So I'm excited about that particular goal that um, me and my fellow um, uh, sisters and brothers in the Lord that we're about to accomplish. So uh, commit to at least one thing and see it through. Make sure you have existing prayer life. Make sure you have a daily devotion or reading the word of God. This next one, I was, this one is taking me, I was like, wow, I, uh, I wrote the particular remedy down, but then when I found the scripture that matched to that, I was like, okay, God, like it literally, everything is in God's word. He didn't leave nothing out. That always excites me about God's word. So this next one I learned in college is that it's important for us to create SMART goals. It's important for us to create SMART goals. I'm going to get to the scripture in a second. But um, SMART goals is specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and time-based. So when you are creating your goals, make sure that you are being specific about what you want to accomplish. And that you are not keeping it broad, but no, let it be something like you get down to the nitty gritty and get down to the details of the thing. Make sure it's measurable, that it's not going beyond, you know, what you can actually do. Achievable, making sure there's actually something that you know without a shadow of doubt that you can do, whether it's, you know, by yourself or with help. And be realistic. Be realistic. Don't, you know, say, oh, I want, you know, something is <laughs> like this crazy. Like be realistic about what's up, especially if you know you don't have the certain amount of money and a certain amount of money that you need. Be realistic because maybe it's not meant for you to get that done in this season. But maybe as you build up, then later on, you'll be able to accomplish that particular goal. So making sure that you um, take accountability for that. And then time-based, make sure that you always set a certain time 
whether it's uh, monthly or yearly or um, within a certain day, like say if you had certain smart goals for that to accomplish throughout that day. So I learned that particular thing in college. I'm still, you know, still kind of getting back into it. But um, when I learned it, I was like, oh, wow, this is really good. Um, but the scripture that I want to read that is relative to this, I was like, okay, God, you're dope. Uh, it's Luke chapter one, verse 28 through 33 in the Amplified version. So let's go there right quick. Luke chapter eight, verse 28. Oh, sorry. It's not Luke, Luke chapter eight. It's Luke chapter one. Excuse me. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Luke chapter one, verse 28 through 33. And this is the Amplified version. And it says, wait, this is not it. The blood of Jesus. Give me one second, guys. Mm-mm-mm. Help me, Holy Spirit. All right, we want to skip that. If I find it later on, I'll make sure that I put it in the comments because obviously I did not copy it right here. So um, next point. Next point is encourage yourself daily with words of affirmation. Encourage yourself daily with words of affirmation. And that is so important because as we were talking about earlier, how we are we spend a lot of time downplaying our accomplishments, downplaying our abilities, being negative, um, always comparing ourselves to other people that, oh, well, I don't I don't write like them. I don't draw like them. I don't speak like them. You know, I don't look the part like they do. And it's just a lot of times we, you know, can talk ourselves out of doing things because, you know, maybe somebody has been because the thing is, we don't know how long it took that person to get to where they where they are now so we can't compare thank you holy spirit we can't compare our point a to that person's point p like we're at point a and they at point p and we just like oh man i don't have all of that but it took them some time to get to that point it took them some you know some sleepless nights or whatever or you know maybe some education that they had to obtain or maybe some connections that god had to set in order for them so yeah they reached that goal but you haven't get got to that level so we can't compare ourselves and we shouldn't even if we're not even if we are on that same level we can't compare ourselves to people because what they are destined to do is not the same that, that we are destined to do. So we can't do that. We can't do that. So let's go to, thank you, Holy Spirit, 1 Samuel 30, verse 6. I'm going to find that scripture, y'all. I'm going to put it up there. I don't even know what happened, how it got mixed up, but I'm going to find it later. 1 Samuel. Thirty, verse six, and this is the NIV. And this is um, this is David right here, and David, <laughs> he suffered 
he suffered for his consequences, but he still had a heart for God. He still had a heart for God. So in verse six um, of 30, first Samuel 30, it says, David was greatly distressed because the men were talking of stoning him. Each one was bitter in spirit because of his sons and daughters. But David found strength in the Lord, his God. David found strength. David found supernatural strength within himself to be able to encourage himself. A lot of times we, when you self, um, self, um, sabotage yourself, excuse me, we find ourselves always feeling like we have to depend on somebody to say something good about us or always having to uh, wait on somebody to say something. But it's like, listen, we're not going to, that's not always going to be the case. Like there are going to be moments, especially when you wake up, what do you want to do? Like when you wake up, call somebody, calling your best friend and say, Hey, can you tell me how pretty I am? Or Hey, can you tell me that I can do this? And it's like, yeah, sometimes that might be the case. But for the most part, it's like, no, like the first person you need to be talking to is God himself. So you need to go to God in prayer, go into your secret place, go into that secret closet and say, Lord, I need you to help me in the season. Lord, I need you to help me, God. Lord, I commit myself this day, Father God, that you order my steps, Father God, and start speaking life and not death. Say, Lord, I can do all things through Christ that strengthen me. Lord, you said that I'm the head and I'm, and I'm not the tail, God. Lord, you said I'm above and not beneath. Lord, the Father God, I thank you, Father, that I and the Father God shall have, the Father, the spirit of love, power, and a sound mind. Start speaking those things into existence. Distance. Start speaking life. If you start your day off of that, and then the great thing about words of affirmation, I think we talked to me and Jasmine was talking about this last week in an interview of how she was saying she would write certain notes in her uh, in her phone, just like you no know, words of encouragement. And I was saying how I began to uh, start picking up. Uh, words of affirmation and like when I was really going through in a certain season and I start pitting it that I can do this that I'm a world changer that I'm more than a conqueror that um that God you know continue that just different things I, I still have them now but certain things that I'm beautiful that um that I'm uh, an influence to other people that whatever is necessary to, for you to do and whatever be, helps you do so just because, you know, um, I did it and I'm only mentioning it because it was helpful for me, but maybe it's something else that you can uh, do that can be helpful to you. But make sure that you encourage yourself. It's okay for people to encourage us, but we can't depend on that. Especially as we grow in Christ, we can't always be depending on other people at all times because God is like, listen. I'm taking you off of that milk. I'm taking you off of that simulate. Like the things that you used to have to depend on. No, like you can't depend on these things because how are you going to grow? How are you going to be helpful to other people if you are still acting like a baby in Christ? But as we grow, those same things that we did, we can't be dependent on those, on those things no more. We can't. Yes, is major fact. We can't depend on that no more. We got to grow. It's too much work to be done. It's, and time again, time is running out. So it's too much work to be done for us to be sitting up here doing the same old thing and expecting to have different results. 
You expect to have different results, but you keep doing the same thing. It don't work that way. Yes, it's where you have to build yourself up. We have to build ourselves up. So next point. The last point is, no, two more points, excuse me. Um, what we was talking about earlier, um, what you guys were talking about earlier, number five is keep a calendar and a to-do list. Keep a calendar and a to-do list. These things are so important. And how we were already talking about earlier is that you have a calendar. I know for myself, I have, and that's reminding me, I need to do my calendar for this month. I know it's with today. See, exactly why I need to do my calendar. <laughs> today is what? January 5th. There we go. Today is January 5th. And I haven't done my calendar. I, I do my calendar. Um the last day of the previous month and then i write down every all the tasks and i need to get done for the month and then i have it on the wall so when i wake up that's the first thing that i see so i had that on there and so i had the calendar but then i also had to have a to-do list because the calendar is is your broad is your what's they call uh thank you holy spirit it's your snapshot it's the, it's the, you know, seeing, oh, okay, this is what the, the month is going to look like. But the to-do list is your daily, the daily things that you may have to get done and say, oh, okay, and these are more detail-oriented because you can't fit all this stuff on your calendar. So have the calendar for your snapshot, but then have your to-do list to see, okay, when you wake up in the morning throughout the day, okay, these are the things that I need to accomplish. And commit to getting those things done. Commit to getting them done. Let's go to Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 2. And I'm uh, reading from the um, Amplified Version. Habakkuk 2, 2. It says, then the Lord answered me and said, write the vision and engrave it plainly on clay tablets so that the one who reads it will run. We talked about pen and paper is your friend. Thank you, Melissa, for that tip. Pen and paper is your friend. Write it down. Do not keep those thoughts in your mind. I'm telling you, as an overthinker, it's going to wake me up at night. I'm not going to have no sleep. So write it down and then make sure you pray at night. And that's something that I need to pick back up on, making sure that I'm praying daily at night to make sure that, you know, we are covered by the blood of Jesus Christ and that any attack of the enemy, you know, is demolished and cut down at the root. Because a lot of times the enemy tries to attack us in our sleep because that is that is those hours of, of the witchcraft and the hour of, you know, just principalities and just um, different things just happening in the atmosphere to try to get us distracted to try to get us defeated so that's just a plug right there making sure that you not only pray in the morning but make sure you pray at night as well to make sure that your mind is at ease and make sure that your mind um, that you have a sound mind that is so important so have a to-do list um this is uh just making sure that um so they're making sure that you are organized and it declutters your mind Number six, uh, Melissa said, what was uh, number four? Um, I mean, one second, Melissa. 
Number four was encourage yourself daily with words of affirmation. And I'm going to go over them in a second. So number six, uh, think before you speak. So this is um, going back to what we were talking about of how we said that we are defensive, that if you as a sign of uh, self-sabotage is saying that you are defensive and quick tempered. So a remedy definitely for that is to think before you speak. Think before you speak. Think before you speak. Let's go to James. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Let's go to James chapter 1, verse 19 through 21. And this is the Amplified Version. And it says, understand this, my beloved brothers and sisters, let everyone be quick to hear, be a careful, thoughtful listener, slow to speak, a speaker of carefully chosen words and slow to anger, patient, reflective, forgiving. For the resentful, deep-seated anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God, that standard of behavior which he requires from us. So get rid of all the uncleanness and all that remains of wickedness and with a humble spirit receive the word of God, which is implanted, actually rooted in your heart, which is able to save your souls. My God, I love it because it says, God is saying, be quick to hear, saying, um, be slow to speak, be slow to anger. My God, we have to be careful because a lot of times we react and we're not actually hearing. Are you listening? Are you not actually listening to what's being said? We heard them, but as you actually listen, it's a difference. You heard it, but did you actually listen to the what they actually meant? Or did you already jump the gun and think that they was coming at you or they was judging you or they was just trying to micromanage you? No. Like I said earlier, it's like they just asked the question. And you're so quick to react. So be slow. So be slow to speak, slow to anger. Be quick to hear. Very, very good passage. And this is one thing since I've been working at uh, Cornerstone Christian Academy. And one of the things in the classroom that we had, and I was so glad that I found it today. And I was like, wow, if they, if we are teaching this to children, huh? If we're teaching this to children and the children, this is the foundation. Those are the foundational years, especially in elementary school. How beneficial would it be to us as in, a, in our adulthood if we just, uh, thank you, Holy Spirit. God talks about us being, huh, being teachable, being pliable. A lot of times as children, they're very, it's like they're sponges and they're very teachable. Like they're very adaptive and, you know, they apply things to our lives. And, you know, but then when we get older, we get stuck in our ways and we don't want nobody to tell us nothing. But the thing that um, we have in one of the classrooms is called think. And this is something that they have in there is that checks us, checks and make sure the students uh, before they react, before they say anything that it says, is it true? Is it helpful? Is it important? Is it necessary? 
is it kind? So it's like, if, if it's none of these things, then don't say it. Is it true? Because a lot of times the enemy uses people to say false things towards us. And if it's not true, then why are we reacting? Is it helpful? Is it going to be beneficial if you actually say this out of your mouth? Is it going to help them? Is it going to help you? Is it important? Is it the right timing? Is it the right timing to say this? Is it even necessary? Is it even necessary? It, I mean, what's the point of even saying it if it's not, if it's not necessary? And lastly, is it kind? Are you going to be cussing them out and pointing and doing all these hand and all these hand gestures and whatnot and getting out of your godly character? And I'm not saying that none of us is perfect because we all have had moments where we decide da 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 da. Yeah, but we, we got to grow up. We got to check ourselves before we react. I'm talking to myself too. I already told you that God was dealing with me. We got to check ourselves. So is it true? Is it helpful? Is it important? Is it necessary? Is it kind? We got to be kind because we need to operate us as women and, uh, women and men of God. We need to operate out of love and not hate. Operate out of love and not hate. My God. I was like, wow. When I saw it the first when I first started there, I said, wow, that is so profound. How children they're they're learning this and they're really teaching us some things. Crazy. So before we end, let me go quickly over um the self-sabotage remedies once more. So we mentioned number one that we need to surrender ourselves to God first and foremost. That is the foundation that we need to surrender ourselves to God. Number two, we need to commit to, to at least one thing and see it through. Commit to at least one thing and see it through. Number three, create SMART goals. And we said SMART goals are specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and time-based. Number four, Encourage yourself daily with words of affirmation every single day. And sometimes uh, I know it was a thing that said, fake it until you make it. Listen, I mean, keep saying it until you believe it. Keep saying it until you believe it. Because you keep speaking life. Keep speaking life until you believe it. And then even after you believe it, keep saying it. Because the enemy going to try and find anything he can to creep in and get you off focus. Number five, keep a calendar and a to-do list. Those two things go hand in hand. A calendar and a to-do list. Whether it is physical or digital, whichever your preference is, whatever works for you. Number six, think before you speak. And we already mentioned that think is, is it true? Is it helpful? Is it important? Is it necessary? And is it kind? So I pray that you guys were encouraged tonight and that um, 
it was beneficial for you. It's definitely is a blessing to me. And listen, a lot of times I go back over my own notes that God has given me. I'm like, wow, like I, I'm amazed at, of, the, of the revelation and the knowledge that God has downloaded into me to share with you guys. So I hope that it's been helpful to you. And uh, I'm going to try to remember to put the scripture up there. And hey, if I don't put it up there, somebody say, hey, you comment. I'll give you permission to comment below. Say, hey, trainees, what was that scripture for the SMART goals point? And I'll make sure that I find it and add it up there because trust, trust me, that scripture was so good. And yeah, the enemy just playing games uh, for me not put up there. But glory be to God. So before I end, I want to make sure. Oh, I love you too, Laura. Love you guys so much. Love you, sissy. Thank you, mom. So before I end, before we end every podcast, we always make sure that we offer the gift of salvation to those of you that may not know Christ. If you don't know him and after you've been watching this podcast and you realize that you have been self-sabotaging yourself, that you have always been downplaying yourself. But the thing is that when we have a relationship with Christ, he is always there. I mean, He's the father to the fatherless, the fatherless, the mother to the motherless. He's the friend to the friendless, hope to the hopeless. That even in moments where we constantly put ourselves down, God will constantly love on us and say, you are the apple to my eye. I mean, God, which is he has a way of making us feel safe. He has a way of making us feel love, a way of making us feel appreciated. And trust me, having a relationship with God is the best thing that you can ever have. It is more precious than rubies, more precious than diamonds. And oh my gosh, it's, it's the best thing. And if you know that having a relationship with God is missing in your life, the one way that you can get to him, the only way, is through Jesus Christ, his only begotten son. But the word of God said in John three sixteen. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son through whosoever believing in him won't perish, but will have ever a lasting life. So you have to accept Jesus Christ. So if you're ready to accept him right now, say this word of salvation, prayer of salvation with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I realize that I am a sinner. And Jesus, I know that I have done wrong. So Jesus, I ask that you forgive me for every sin. Jesus, I thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. I believe it in my heart. I confess it with my mouth that you died for me. You were buried and you rose on the third day. So Jesus, I ask that you wash me, renew my mind, cleanse me, make me anew. I commit myself to you and I will serve you for the rest of my life. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen, amen. See, so simple. A simple prayer that's free when is now gotten you to have eternal life when this life here on earth is over. My God, heaven is rejoicing for your soul right now. To God be the glory. Heaven is rejoicing for your soul right now. Hallelujah. Welcome to the body of Christ. Hallelujah. And for those of you, 
that may have had a relationship with Jesus Christ at some point in time, but allowed yourself to step away from the things of God. But you know that he's calling you. And on this fifth day of January of 2021, a new year, it's time to come back home. It's time to come back home. Put your pride aside. Whatever happened before now, whatever happened in 2020 or even years before, put your pride aside. It's not too late. Don't allow the enemy to deceive you in thinking that it's too late because you still have breath in your body. And as long as you still have breath in your body, it's not too late to get it right. Trust me, I've been there. And a lot of people that are watching have been there. And so many people can share their testimony about how God, he left the 99 just for them. The 99 sheep and he went and found the lost one. So that's what Jesus is doing now. He's waiting with open arms, waiting for you to come back home. So say this prayer rededication with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I'm so sorry for turning my back on you. Jesus, I was foolish in thinking that I can do this on my own. But Jesus, I already know who you are in my life, that you are my savior. I already know what you did just for me. So Jesus, I repent for all my wrongdoings. I repent, oh God, and I commit myself to get it right. So Jesus, I thank you for giving me another chance. Renew my mind once again. Make me whole again. Cleanse and wash me again. I love you. And I commit myself to serving you for the rest of my life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you said that prayer rededication, welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Hallelujah. It's a wonderful thing to start your year off right. Start it off right. Started off right. I love you guys so much. I pray that you are encouraged and uplifted. Um, make sure that you follow. Follow I Am Imperfectly Perfect Incorporated on Facebook and on um, Instagram. Facebook, it is at I Am Imperfectly Perfect Inc. And on Instagram, it is I underscore am underscore imperfectly perfect. So make sure you follow it for any um, current events or any um, particular um interviews or anything of that nature that we have going on we are available on podcasts for all streaming platforms google podcasts apple podcasts spotify you name it uh imperfectly perfect live is on there so make sure if you um follow whatever your preference is if you follow it that anytime the podcast is uploaded you will get a notification so make sure you do that as well so I love you guys so much. I pray that you will be encouraged and uplifted. Make sure you go back, watch it again, listen to it again, and follow those steps that anytime the enemy is trying to get you down, that you have this resource to add, as my pastor has been talking about, add to your arsenal. So anytime the enemy tries to attack you, you have something to go back to. And trust me, I do too. So I love you guys so much. Be encouraged and be uplifted. And I will see you guys next week. Have a good night.